If you worry about what other people think, soon enough, you will be on the sidelines of your life. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Millionaire Woman Show. If this is your first time here, welcome. And if you are returning, we're excited to have you back. As you know, we have guests from around the globe sharing wisdom in leadership, life, and business to inspire you, motivate you, and educate you in stepping to live a life rich from the inside out. I'm excited to share a very special guest with you today, a very dear friend of mine, best-selling author. Mariana was born in Montevideo in Uruguay. She began her university career studying architecture. After a couple years realizing she wasn't enjoying the education system, she decided to give her first entrepreneurial endeavor um, a shot in the real estate business. And a year after working with others, identified how to differentiate herself in the market. She developed an exclusive clientele of wealthy investors from overseas, allowing her to diversify to the, into construction and property management business. And in 1995, she developed a new enterprise in parallel with her first and only child being born. With the lack of baby supplies in Uruguay, led Mariana to the creation of Baby & Co, importer and retailer of high-end baby clothing and baby nursery essentials. The creation of community of new moms where personal uh, experiences and tips were shared and competitive advantage of keys to business success. And in 1999, the internet era, starting in South America, her curiosity drove right into it. And as she strived to create innovative solutions and advance her real estate business, once again, she was ahead of the pack. The internet brought in many more uh, business opportunities. And then she met an intriguing man and decided to try her luck and move to Edmonton, Canada in 2000. And I'm very lucky that that happened. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to meet this really dear friend of mine. With hardly any English skills, struggling to be accepted in a new environment and new culture, all establishing this romantic relationship, Mariana had to keep moving forward. And it was hard to accept the Mariana that existed in Uruguay and had instantly vanished as soon as she set foot into Canada. She soon understood she had two options, either to complain and feel miserable or find a solution, and she made a decision just in the time of her life, a gift in opportunity. As she says, I felt like I was given a plain canvas, a bunch of colors, and a new time to paint a new life, a new version of myself. Her entrepreneurial spirit and transferable skills allowed her to continue to build success. In this time in Canada, hidden talent in the fashion accessory creation she created multi-level marketing companies, sponsored dozens of immigrants from around the world, and founded a loyal community of women and a successful business. In 2015, she had the opportunity to depart from this market, leaving her business at the peak and retiring at the early age of 48 years old to travel the world. 
One more time, her entrepreneurial spirit guided her to new ventures. She opened a luxurious B&B in Punta des Este, uh, Uruguay, which I can't wait to check out one of these times <laughs> soon, uh, which quickly became number one on TripAdvisor less than a month after opening. She continued exploring the tourism industry and ended up hosting over 20 Airbnb properties, welcoming international travelers, and offering five-star customer experiences. Her passion for customer service and creation of relationships based on respect, loyalty, customers who trusted her throughout the years and pushed her success into every project she had. Today, Mariana is a mentor at UBC in Vancouver and recently published a book, Say Yes, Ask Questions Later. And uh, a brutal, beautiful, brutal yet beautiful memoir narrating the good narrating the good the bad everything in between and her journey as a mom wife immigrant and an entrepreneur hoping to inspire others to dare to live their life to the fullest please welcome mariana consolas to the millionaire woman show well thank you so much deborah for having me here it's such an honor for me Oh, I am so grateful to uh, be able to share your story, share that experience with you. I know several years ago when I had the Millionaire Woman Club, um, we hosted many functions in the back of your store. And I know one of the conversations we had, you said, you know, people will look around the back of the store and they see boxes. They just see boxes. They just see stock. And I see experiences I see purses I see lives changed so I think um, having you on the show is truly a delight truly a blessing to share with people because I know I just finished reading the book I've already passed it on to someone else it is an amazing book and I really want to dive in to sharing people your experience um, as an immigrant but not only that but really to what helped you decide to take that leap of faith in you know meeting someone across the oceans in Canada um, in the middle of winter I must add <laughs> to really take that chance you know saying yes is really my my life philosophy I think I always I'm very curious. I think that's what drives my life. And, and I really believe in opening doors. I think the word yes, it's an opening, it's a key. Actually, this is, I don't know if I share that with you. This is my new business card, which is a key, if you can see. Nice. Yes, so it's a key to open new doors. and. And I think, you know, it was an opportunity. I saw it as an opportunity. We, we had the opportunity to meet each other just by typing. Back then, 20 years ago, there were no like uh, pictures, there were no videos, no Zoom calls. And, you know, we get to know each other in a very deep level. And that's what it really, you know, I thought that, wow, I find the right guy and why I'm gonna miss that opportunity. So I thought, I asked my questions, you know, and, and I, I guess I have a set of questions that I ask usually when I, after I say yes, I ask some questions. 
So that was, I think, what really guided me to, to take that flight and land in Canada in the middle of winter from plus 30 to minus 30 to meet this intriguing man that was keeping me up at night for so many months. <laughs> so one of the things, Mariana, I know when people think, well, should I say yes to everything? How about that doubt that creeps in? Like, how do, how do you address that doubt? Or is it because you said yes that you didn't hear it? You know, I think that's the, the problem. You know, most of the people are afraid to say yes because of what comes after. I think what comes after are the real questions, are the hard questions. So I say yes to everything. Yes, I do. And then after I think, is this for me? And if it's not for me, I don't have a problem to have the hard conversation and say, listen, I heard all what you had to offer. This is amazing, but thank you, but it's not for me because not everything is for us. And there is another important topic here is like, you know, you need to, the self-awareness part, you need to know yourself. You see, if you ask me, do you want to go out on the streets today? In other situations, I would say, yes, of course, why not? But now the question is, am I emotionally prepared to be in the hospital, let's say, if I catch COVID? No, I'm not, because I was in the hospital in November. So I will say, no, thank you, I won't go. But I say yes first to hear what is the offer, because otherwise you lose so many opportunities. You say no just because of the fears, and you don't even allow the opportunity to hear what is different, what is there for me to learn, what is like, why I'm saying no, what is my first reaction to say no? is maybe something that I need to learn and I'm avoiding because I, it's gonna take me out of my comfort zone. So I think it's very important to learn this exercise of saying yes, and then build your top five, 10 questions that you need to ask yourself to pass that test and have the hard conversation if this is not for you. So when, when people say yes, so let's take them through thinking of an exercise and say an opportunity presents itself and the first thing that they want to say no is because they don't have the money to invest in the opportunity. You know what? I think honestly that money is an excuse. Mm. I really believe that when I started my business in Edmonton, I started with $500. That's all what I had. And you know, some other person would say, no, I don't have enough money. I have all this plan. You know, I had nothing to lose. I needed to create a, a living. I have another friend who is from Chile. He landed in Ottawa. And I asked him, I had the opportunity to ask him, what made you an entrepreneur? And he said, I was hungry. You know, when I was hungry and we were living in the streets of of uh, Santiago de Chile, and I was with my mom, we took a piece of wood and carved it until we find something people will like and buy. And we will go and try to sell it and improve it because we needed to eat. So when you're hungry, when you have a, and I'm talking about here, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a way of telling the story, but really being hungry means 
what kind of hunger can be, you know, you can be hungry of like freedom, you can be hungry of like never anymore be poor, you can be hungry of changing your world. I, I'm like, you know, interviewing a, a woman now that she came from Romania and she promised herself she will move to the States and you should see all the things she did and all the things that we can use as excuses, they were not excuses for her. So I think that between the what we dream and what we can achieve, all what is in the middle, I call them excuses. But when they are like necessities, when you're hungry for something, all of those disappear and you get, you find the ways. Yeah, I think one of the things that makes entrepreneurship so special, that spirit, is truly about having that hunger, that drive to succeed, and knowing that there is no safety net. And yeah. when there is that safety net or that plan B, you get comfortable and you don't want to take the chances. And I think it's very fortunate because when I read the book, I realized when, even though you've met this gentleman across the seas, as your relationship developed, the one thing that was not apparent was a lot of resistance for allowing you to express yourself and start your entrepreneurial journey. And I think one of my favorite parts is the, when you were, offered an opportunity to manage a store and then you said thank you but no thank you it's time for me to go off on my own that's when you knew that you had everything you needed like it was this aha <laughs> kind of thing so tell us a little bit more about that and the importance of having that support system in your life well definitely the support system is something that it's paramount you know i think that I, I didn't have that for all my life, I would say. I never felt that. And meeting Ellie, who is my husband, was really what I found. I found a support. I find somebody who believed in me, who loved me the way I am with my flaws and my goods and my buts and everything in between because that's the way the relationship was from the beginning. It wasn't love at first sight. It wasn't that he fell in love, that I look amazing, you know. It was more about like the personality and getting to know the the conversations and the interest. It was a different way to meet each other. So I think that really helped. But I need to say that also going to Northwest College that, you know, I had a, an English teacher there that Elaine and she was way more than an English teacher. And, I, and this is really a shout out to all those teachers that they work there, that they help you to, to un understand the culture, to understand where you're coming, where you're going to become. Because I think that's the very hard part, is like to let go the person you were back at home. And I think it's, uh, that was really, really hard. And... One thing that she taught me, and I think it's something that I learned and it's helping me in everything and everywhere, is to reframe. I think reframing changes everything because, you know, the stories we tell ourselves, our brain don't know if they are real or if they are not real. They believe us. So when I was telling myself that I was working at that store selling and, you know, before... 
I was working as a realtor in South America, making millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm working, selling, and I'm mistreated, and I'm like making 5.25 an hour. You know, of course I felt bad about myself. You know, it was a bad way of telling myself the story. But when she told me, you know, you need to say thank you, and you are going to university. Every day you go there, you're learning how to run a retail store in Canada, which you don't know because it's different. So you're going to university and they're paying you on top. So when you start to tell yourself that, that story, I would wake up in the morning happy to go because it's the truth. I would pay whatever money to go and learn those skills that I was learning there. And for me, the day that they offered me to manage the store, it was my graduation day. They gave me the permission that I was prepared to run a business. And I think, don't we all need that permission that we have that person that we respect that tells us, okay, now you're ready. So for me, the, the combination of those two things were very, very important. See, and I think people are waiting for permission, permission to say, you got everything that it takes, you got everything that you need. And one of the things, a highlight in the book as well, that is like, she was so brilliant, brilliant in the fact that you called her up and said, look, you know, they, they said I couldn't even answer the phone. And she shifted that conversation with you to say, oh my gosh, Mariana, this is the biggest breakthrough ever. You finally learned what you don't know. And now do it as often as possible so you master it. That repetition is mastery. And it was just like, she knew exactly what to say to you. You know, and not as an English teacher, but to show you the opportunity that existed in your struggle. Yes, yes. And she was present everywhere. You know, she was present when... At the beginning, I tried to fit in and I tried, you know, I will record myself and bring her the tapes and say, fix my English, you know, fix my pronunciation. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that because, you know, then you're not going to be yourself. And that was really, you know, for me, a great lesson because after later in the career, I understood that that was an add-on instead of being a, a minus side. Yeah, so powerful. So what made you decide to publish your book now during the time of COVID um, when everybody's in uncertain times? So, you know, I, I, first of all, I found myself isolated with all this time in my hands. Uh, it was a very emotional time. We, as you know, some people know, we lost a very dear friend. She was helping me with the book. And I thought, you know, a way to continue with her legacy was to continue with this idea of saying yes to life, to, you know, continue with this, that if not now, when? Because we don't know what can happen after. And I saw many of my stories, my experiences, so related to the COVID now. Because really, it's like they took the rug under the feet of so many people and suddenly they are like, who I am? What I'm going to do now? And people need to, I wouldn't say reinvent, but I would say 
rediscover themselves. I think it's like digging into yourself and figuring it out who we really are, what are our skills that they can be used at this time, and put them in purpose and put them to the service of the community. And I thought, you know, why not to share this and why we don't start to listen more to these stories of immigrants. All these people overcame this crisis. We are like, we, are, we come with like a building button that, you know, when crisis shows up, we just turn it on and we are ready to do changes, to like get into this, like no, no spending money, like doing the minimum and try to do new things. And I thought that that could be a good inspiration for lots and, you know, and say, if I did it, you can do it too. Everybody can do it. I think it's incredible. And, I, and I've said this to many people, you know, I live in Canada and, you know, North America is very much the same in, in some respects, but the drive that an immigrant has cannot be compared to even some of the people who were born in the country. And I admire that. And I use that also as fuel to say, you know, if they can do it with less than I have, what's my excuse? Yes. Right. Look at your grandparents. They, they were also immigrants. Right? Yes. Yes. What they achieve, you know, we all come from the same, but you know, the generations get used to and get comfortable. And yes. that's when this is a call not to get comfortable anymore and say yes to new, to uncertainty, to the new that it's coming, because it's always something good. Yes, absolutely. I know we talk a lot about saying yes, but who did you really write this book for? I think I write this book to everybody. I think we all need to be saying more often yes. I think everybody now during COVID has been pushed to say yes, because people don't have options. You know, they all, as the old world we know, doesn't exist anymore. Unfortunately, it's not coming back. And I think the step number one, it's acceptance. Accepting that this is a time of change and we need to say yes to get uncomfortable, to learn new skills and to start something new it's you know we will be using virtual reality very soon more sooner than you even thought you know i heard somebody saying that 2030 was brought to 2020 and and i think it was coming and we were like you know we were like pushing not to get uncomfortable yes but covid didn't give us that break so everybody needs to like I said before, you know, when I came to Canada, I felt that I, I was giving a plain canvas and they said, okay, use your skills and trying to paint a new chapter of your life. And, and I really think that is what is happening to so many people that I'm talking to. They need to reinvent themselves. They need to dig deeper into who they are and even question if what they were doing is really what they love to do or it was just what society expected from them, you know, family mandates, expectations, all those things like even governments. And now people have the opportunity to stop, to see that we don't need that much. You know, we are all in our houses with the basics and we are okay, but we need to decide what we wanna become. And I think it's a choice. And 
not making a choice is also a choice. Yes, yes. And I think more than ever, I think everyone was handed a permission slip. You know, that permission that they've been waiting for, that they didn't allow themselves, but now it's kind of like the universe or God saying, look, wake up. I'm giving you permission to really do what you want to do. And all you have to do is say yes, and then ask the questions that follow. Yes, yes. And I absolutely believe I see it in so many aspects. You know, I have friends that they, they were against like the school system and they were not taking that leap of homeschooling because what other people will say or how are I going to manage? And now they were forced to do it. And now that they have the opportunity to send the kids back to school, they made the conscious and chosen decision not to send them and to, to go back to what they believe, that it's like that the kids will learn more like the soft skills, that the problem solving, all those things. And honestly, the knowledge is so universal now and it's everything available to whoever wants that the more important is to go back to the to the roots and you know spark that uh, curiosity of the kids kids are not afraid kids are not like adults they have the courage it's the adults it's the school system it's all the society who put the fears that they don't say yes anymore so now i think we're going back and you know allowing these kids and allowing all of us to say yes to all the opportunities because everything that it's new, different, unknown is expanding. And I think expansion, every time we learn something new, we are becoming a little bit less fearful and we're coming a little bit better because offering opportunities to everybody the same way, I think it's, it's what it needs to be. It's so important and it's only by listening to those opportunities, hearing what the message of the others are, it's when we, we are not afraid anymore. Basically what you're saying, Mariana, it is time to say yes to yourself. It's time to say yes that the opportunities that come with it. And I know you talked about have a list of questions asked after. What are some of the questions that you prepare yourself after the fact of saying yes? So the, the first question is, is this for me, you know? And not always is for me. There are things that they're not for me and it's okay, you know, I don't need to, you cannot be everything. You need to decide who do you wanna be. But I think the job is first do that self-awareness assessment to know who you are and what you want in order to know what it's for you or what it's not for you. So that will be the number one. I think the other one is like, okay, I want to evaluate. What are the risks? What is the cost of this? Am I willing to take it? And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about like emotional costs. Uh, it can be time cost. It can be like family cost. It can be so many things that you consider a cost. And there is no right or wrong. There is no correct answer to this. And it's very personal because, you know, for somebody it will be reputation. For somebody that will be the highest cost. For some others will be what people think about me. For others will be money. For others will be time. 
And you need to be very honest with yourself if you're willing to pay those prices because anytime you're going to say yes, anytime you're going to take a chance, you're going to move forward, you're going to pay a price. There is no way not to pay a price. Everything comes with a price tag attached with it. So, and, you know, when people think about, you know, that paying that price really... Um, but what it comes down to, what's the cost of worrying about what other people think? What's the cost of determining whether or not someone's going to follow through? You know, at the end of the day, I think the older you get, the faster you understand that people look at you for 30 seconds and then they go back to their belly button. And I and love I that. Think, <laughs> what? I love that. Yes. And and I, I really believe that I need to live with my decisions. You know, if I, for example, if I didn't cross the street to go to the beach with my daughter, the only one who missed that opportunity is me and my daughter. All the rest of the world, they won't remember that I wasn't at the beach because I felt that I was fat and I feel uncomfortable or anything. It's only me, the one who missed. So, you know, if people judge you at this moment in time, I think, are they with me when I'm suffering, when I'm not doing the things that I like, that I want that? And if they're not with me, so their opinion really doesn't count anymore. Okay. And, you know, having those people's opinions that I think they get concerned, they are stopping believing in what other people say, because we, sometimes what happens is we put so much value on what other people say that we forget what we thought. And you know what, Deb, what I truly believe is that those are their fears. Those are their points of view and they don't dare to do it. And they are projecting and they might need to deal with their own fears. You need to deal with your own and I don't think that I'm gonna live anybody else's life. So when I came to Canada, you know, people thought many things about me. There were lots of people who never talked to me anymore. And I was okay with that because they didn't know what it was to live alone. They didn't know how I felt those nights when I will not have nobody to talk or nobody to hug me or tell me, you know, to share the good and the bad. So I didn't care what they think because they didn't know what I was going through. So their opinions really were irrelevant. And, and if that was the condition to be my friend, so they were not my friends, really. Exactly, exactly. So, so one of the things I really want to ask you about, I keep hearing about this Say Yes Club. Tell me about what this is and how people can start saying yes. So I decided that I will start a, a club where we will do, first of all, it's, it's a book club where we're going to read in depth all these chapters of the book because I think in every chapter there is a different lesson um, and you know I would love to hear the opinions I would like to hear for example you know when I was in this crossroads what were the fears because people say wow you were so courageous how you did that you know okay I want to ask the opposite question it's like why wouldn't you do that 
and go over those fears and try to overcome them. So when the, the opportunities present to other people, they start to use it in their everyday like, life. Because it's not about me, you know. I use it because apparently it was built in in me. Some things they can't build in, but some things we need to build them. And I think, you know, it, it's not about me. It's about like helping other people not to waste opportunities because there are so many. I, I wish I would be eight of me. I wish I would be younger than me. I, you know, I'm mentoring that at UBC and I'm loving the experience of seeing these young entrepreneurs full of ideas, all this technology that is coming. It's exciting. It's like the world is in our hands. And I'm apparently old for that. So, you know, I don't want anybody to miss this opportunity. It's, it's really about that. So I created a group on Facebook that is called the Say Yes Club. And we're going to start meeting uh, the first week I'm going to announce the dates because I'm trying to do a uh, doodle to see what works for people. Probably we will have a couple of days a week that we will meet. So one during the weekend in the evenings and one during the week weekends. Yeah. So everybody can join us and we will discuss that. And after that, there will be exercise for everybody to practice during the it will be one every two weeks and there will be exercises so you will go out in your real life and you might need to try with small things to say yes more often and and I want to hear what people feel how people manage if they if it helps if it doesn't help that's what I want to see more people living fully their lives and what an excellent way to challenge people's assumptions poke through some of those excuses of you know what is holding them back from saying yes to themselves yes yes and i think i see so much of this and before when i was in edmonton i had the scarves that they were kind of my excuse to get into people's life and invite them to play with me and after they started to play they saw the opportunity and the creativity that comes with that and now I don't have that tool anymore, but I think I have the book as a tool and that's what I wanna use it, to encourage people to live a free life, aligned with their beliefs and their values, and to start this COVID time as a time to launch them to their best selves. And I, and I think about the events that we've been at together. I'm wearing one of the <laughs> outfits that came from your store. Um, Cause I remember Sharon walking across the stage, having it wrapped around a suitcase. And I was like, could just see myself jet setting and uh, also um, wearing it and immediately in that moment saying, yes, that's mine. And Sharon came off. She was laughing cause she heard me and it was mine immediately. So can you tell us how we can be a part of that Say Yes Club? So if you go on Facebook and look for Mariana Consolos, and probably you can share that link. Yes, you know, we'll have it in the show notes for everyone. Yes, so, and I can share also the Say Yes Club link, and you can just request to be part of it, and 
do it if you can as soon as possible because you know the first week of June we are starting actually it's going to be uh, yes we will start but you know the, every meeting will be kind of independent because every chapter is like a it's a lesson that it was it was my lesson and I would love to share that lesson so that way we can be part and we can stay connected and keep talking about the things that they keep you at night that you are not saying yes enough. Yes. And it is about those things that keep you up at night. So one of the things, cause we're almost getting to the time of wrapping up and I have a few more questions I still want to ask you, but is entrepreneurship something that can be nurtured or is it something that you're born with? You know, this is a question that I'm asking myself very often now because I go to lots of groups and I ask this question and there is this belief now that you can learn everything. And I was talking to my nephew, he is quite young, he's in his thirties and he shared with me a, a blog about, you know, let's say if you want today to start to be a tennis player, me, I'm 53. If I want to try to be now a tennis player, the chances that I will be the best in the world, they're very, very slim because, you know, it was not something that it came to me easily. It's not something that I practice on a regular basis. And it's not that I'm like willing to pay the price. So the chances that I will become the best player, the best tennis player in the world, they're not very real, even though I can learn so many of those skills. So I think, and I go again, I think that self-awareness is key to know what you are good at. Work on those skills that you're really, really good at. Improve them, but don't lie to yourself that overnight you will become the next Steve Jobs because you were not inside computers since you were two years old. Yes. There are other kids that they are. So I think we need to be realistic. And there are things that, yes, they come naturally. And maybe they were like, I'm not sure, you know, I'm thinking about hosting a, a summit, bringing neuroscientists to talk about what's happening in our brain, what can we teach, what cannot. And and dig into this because as I think it's fascinating. I there love neuroscience. <laughs> I love neuroscience. And I think, you know, the neuroplasticity is really true. But I think if you're trying to put something that it's not in your personality traits, it's going to be very, very, very hard. So we'll, we'll continue to dig. And if I find the right exact answer, I will be super happy to share it. But for now, I would say it's a combination. It has a lot to do with raising our kids you know i talked to lots of young moms and i said it's up to you to let your kid to be creative to let your kid to be courageous to get your kid to fail as much as possible because yeah. that builds that entrepreneurial spirit yeah so what are the top five skills or personality traits you believe that someone needs to be successful well i think you need to be to to develop very thick skin. I think that's very important because as a leader opening new roads, you're going to have lots of criticism, lots of envy, and you need to be very strong and 
sure what you're doing. And as I tell everybody around, I said, wear your raincoat and everything slides. You cannot take it personally. It's not about you, it's about them. So I think that's one. Hard work. I believe that you need to work very hard for what you want. I believe that you need to be very stubborn, have that greed that nothing will convince you, you know, that this is what I want and this you'll find a way no matter how costly it is. And I think that, and, and that takes lots of uh, failure, which is just part of the process. You know, it's like the more you fail, the better you become. And, and I think lots of people are not willing to take that. Also, I don't believe in life work balance. I think passion comes out of your pores and you know, it takes over everything. And try to be a little bit more, you know, conscious and aware and again important. But I think it's very, if I look at uh, biographies of women that they are very successful in one part of their life, Yes, the other parts weren't successful, and and in and it's tough. And I think it happens to it, not only women. I think it happens to everybody. You cannot excel in everything, and we need to accept that there is a price you pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is like, of course, curiosity. When you don't have any more curiosity, you're dead. You're close to you know, yeah. you're out. You need to be curious all the time. Ask questions. You know. Don't care what people think about you. Okay, she asked too many questions. Yes, you are that kid that asks, 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 asks. That was me. <laughs> yeah, it was the same. And you know, I can totally see you because you want to know more and you want to understand and you want to know that other one who's different than you and how they live and why they eat that and why they... And I think that is what it's going to get us ahead because, you know, there is always new to learn. Yeah. So, and courageous and take chances, take risks. It, it's impossible not to take risks that you will advance. That's for sure. Well, um, I know, Mariana, that your book draws people in. Um, I couldn't put it down and I couldn't wait to finish it to get to the end. And I'm so excited to see where this book will take you. But not only that, the lives you're transforming by getting people to say yes and realizing that they can continue to ask questions after that yes. So where can people learn more about staying connected with you, getting the book, and being part of the Say Yes Club? So definitely I have a, a, the book, you can find it at amazon.ca and under Say Yes, Ask Questions Later or under my name, Mariana Consolos. You can also go on Facebook. I'm very active in social media in all of the platforms. So you can always find me on like Mariana Consolos and I'm all over the place. And I hope that I will be soon speaking in virtual stages and I will be speaking in virtual universities and I will be, you know, sharing all this in more places. I also have a website we are working now with an intern who just finished her marketing degree here from UBC. And she's helping to put this website like in tune. And that is marianaconsolos.com. So you're very welcome to come and visit and 
see some, you know, if you want the first chapter of the book to see if this is something that might interest you, you will find it in that page. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Mariana, for sharing your wisdom, getting people to get, be courageous, be brave, to take that action into saying yes. One final question for you before we go is, what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? For me, richness is how many lives I can touch. And for me, I'm living a very rich life. I'm touching lives every day in very, like one person at a time. And I'm very rich having the friendships that I have, the family that I have. And honestly, being able to live with the minimum and being super happy. I think that is a true rich. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us on the Millionaire Woman Show. Again, you want to check out Mariana's book, Say Yes, Ask Questions Later. Very powerful book of her story, of her journey from Uruguay to Canada and adventures around the world. Being a mom, an entrepreneur, and stepping into the fear that people often won't say yes to, to step out of the comfort zone to where the magic actually happens. I'd love for you to go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com where you can get your free video course called Making Habits Stick so you can build that focus and consistency in with your goals to make them a reality. Also, we'd love for you to subscribe to this YouTube channel or if you're on iTunes, subscribe, rate and review, share this episode with people in your lives because you never know who's live you are going to completely transform by getting them to say yes to what they're scared of, to get them to say yes and give themselves permission to live fully and step into their true purpose. On behalf of Mariana Consolas and myself, we thank you for joining us. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world and go out and make today great. Thanks everyone.